0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45
1: up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ozbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 3rd of June 2022. This is the COB, the final one of the week. And it's all the stuff you need to know about the day and the week, I guess, of business, market, startups. I'm Nadine Blaney, and I'm here with Kyle Rada. How are you?
0: Happy Friday. I'm fantastic. It's been a good week, a mixed week, but a good week.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because there was a lot in it. We had month end, And we had, uh, you know, some big data here in Australia. We've still got some big data to come tonight in the U.S. But after Friday's performance only, you know, we're ending the week, so the five trading days, in positive territory.
0: We just seem to keep creeping higher under the radar. Of course, we're all swept up by Wall Street's volatility and it looks like they potentially may finish the week on a positive note too. We obviously had a big rally last night, but... We're held together by some of those big names. It's a very blue chip looking rally, but um, yeah, higher for the week. I think that's a couple in a row. So things aren't all that bad given the uh, macroeconomic backdrop at the moment. No,
1: but I mean, to your point today, you've got to thank those miners. (laughs) I mean, looking (laughs) really strong. Obviously, we had a big tick up in the price of iron ore. It was interesting because LME was closed in London because of the Queen's Jubilee, which we won't talk about with Kyle, Um, but... You know, otherwise, the commodity complex is looking really strong, and that really is benefiting those big miners, the miners that will likely have big money to pay out to shareholders. Again, because we're talking about the same dynamics. We're talking about supply, demand, dynamics, you know, and that goes for oil as well.
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, taking it to sort of the Australian story, and it's both from I suppose the data point of view as well as what's happened on the ASX this week. Really about the strength in the mining um, mining sector overall. Um, a lot of our growth um, or the growth data on on Wednesday showed the the strength, I suppose, in exports mostly overall and. How you know the the wages um, in terms of uh, wage growth at the moment sort of isolated in the in the mining sector and then like you said before too our sh- the, the the mining stocks have performed particularly well as well. Um, the Aussie consumers in a fairly solid place too. The Australian economy is obviously in a fairly solid place too. But um, yeah, I guess we're just sort of holding onto those themes. One thing that has come out this week was um, I was talking to. Dr. uh, Matt Peter today, and he was saying the one concern for him right now is that we're just very narrowly focused uh, in the economy on a few growth drivers. And I think that's probably fairly true of the, um, the ASX as well. So that's one thing that you could consider a risk. But we are holding up reasonably strongly, again, amidst what is a pretty stormy economic backdrop globally.
1: It's always interesting to me uh, to have a Friday chat with Gemma Dale from NAB Trade. I didn't actually have the chance to speak with her myself today, but I always keep a close eye on what she says because it's what investors, traders are doing on the platform. Mm-hmm. And you remember we had that big wobble this week with uh, the lithium stocks. Well, NAB Trade investors did pile in, which I think speaks to you know, still a lot of enthusiasm for some of these really hot sectors. And we're seeing today, you know, some of the leaders are coming through in those beaten down names once again. You know, when we have any sort of sense of positivity, any risk on, you see the likes of, you know, Temple and Webster, Points Bet Holdings, you know, getting bought, uh, Megaport, Monodelphus being bought today, and uh, Paladin as well. So that gives you a sense of, some of the big percentage move drivers. Uh, Champion Iron was up by more than 7% pretty much all day today. Um, On the flip side, though, we had Ansel getting, well, (laughs) pressured by a a downgrade that came through from Credit Suisse, downgraded to underperform from neutral, and its price target cut 4% as well to $24 a share, so quite a bit lower than where it sits right now, and that did some damage. Um, We also had Domino's Pizza, down uh, today, and that's despite uh, UBS saying while it's still a buy, it cut its price target by 18%. And Helios, pretty much the worst performer throughout the day today. That was my stock of the day. So I had a really, really good episode of the call. I mean, I love them all, but I enjoyed today with Adam Dawes from Sean Partners, Mathan Samasundram from Deep Data Analytics. They disagreed during the program. They agreed during the program. They agreed to disagree. Uh, let's hear what they, if they came to an agreement on Helios. They, they did talk about Medicare and the numbers and data suggests there's around about an 8% fall in data Uh, Sorry, 8% fall in revenue based on pathology business and approximately a 7% revenue drop in diagnostic and imaging as well compared to a year ago. So again, I'm not really um, liking this one. I think overall they still will, they'll do okay. But I think you always stay in the top end and you always look for the the leaders in the sector. And I think Sonic Healthcare is the business for that.
0: So it'd be a no from me. It's got a certain amount of M&A into it. It's not cheap, it's a big multiple play. So, when you start to say that the second half is going to be weak and you're not going to be uh, doing well, brokers have been downgrading the last couple of times, so it's in a downgrade cycle as far as the brokers are concerned, so it's not the first downgrade. Um, So yeah, you you just don't try and pick a stock that's on a downgrade cycle, Uh, especially this is a defensive earning stock, so a defensive earning stock in a downgrade cycle is dangerous. So, uh, I'm not going there.
1: And they did. And uh, it's not getting put to our investment committee. They would not be buying it at this time, as you just heard. And if you'd like, I mean, I would encourage you, if stocks and stock selection and stock picking is your thing, to listen to that episode of The Call. There were no actual ringing, I wouldn't say endorsement, of companies. But um, look, there's lots of good fodder in there for how these guys are thinking about strategy uh, as we see these shifting sands in the macro environment.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think um, James Whelan said to me a few weeks ago that whenever I say this, an angel loses its wings. But I think it does, you know, cliches do have some kernel of truth in them, and that's that um, it's a stock picker's market. You find quality companies. And you find ones that you want to hold for for a really long time, businesses that can hold up through the cycle. And, you know, going back to maybe Gemma Dale's point before too with some of those strong uh, thematics around miners and lithium and all those sorts of things, you know, maybe investors and retail investors, of course, many of our listeners out here are are those sorts of people, um, are still holding onto that strong long-term view, those strong long-term thematics, despite the fact that clearly uh, the financial conditions, you know, maybe aren't as robust as they have been over the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, certainly not. So this week as well, Kyle, I mean, you and I did it together. We still had those conversations with our guests about bull versus bear, bear market rally versus, you know, the start of something else. So we spoke with Anton Tagliferro today. He's been in the game for a long time from Investors Mutual. So we had a good conversation with him. And uh, yeah, they're obviously in the value end of the market. and And, you know, Swings and roundabouts, uh, value is in play. I had a good conversation this week from uh, from the Morningstar Investment Conference uh, with uh, the CIO of, um, oh, it's just slipped my mind, Platinum, Platinum Asset Management. And uh, yeah, you know, really there's, there's, there's a case to be made for those value stocks still. Um, we spoke today And you can listen to these via the show notes as well with Larry McDonald. So he is the author of the Bear Traps Report. So that might give you some insight into, uh, well, what he's thinking of and preoccupied with. So you'd want to listen to that interview to get his verdict on whether we are in a bear market or some other sort of um, tag for this market. But Kyle, another thing that, you know, a couple of our viewers wrote into us about um, saying it's We've got to be careful in how we're calling a bear market because mm. just bringing things back home, you know, the ASX is not in a bear market.
0: No, it doesn't exist. And I suppose I've always found that, to be honest, a little bit of a um, misleading kind of tag anyway, because it was, you know, say compare it to the last time, other than the pandemic, where the S&P 500 actually probably could include the pandemic, where the S&P 500 dropped by more than 20%. It was for you know a couple of weeks, if that, you know go back to the end of 2018, it was for a couple of months and then the Fed pivoted or whatever. Twenty percent, even for whatever index you look at, is kind of arbitrary, um, and it sort of depends on what you want to look at too. You know, if if you look at the United uh, the Wall Street, you know, the Nasdaq's down by thirty one percent, or at, at low at, at its lows, it was, uh, the Russell to two uh, thousand, you know, by more than. 30% as well. But the S&P 500 technically didn't get there. So, I mean, it's one of those things we'll, we'll know in hindsight if it's actually a bear market or not. It does feel very negative out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, yeah, the ASX 200, it's it's kind of remaining this safe haven because of all the reasons that we've already outlined. Mm-hmm. Um, and for all intents and purposes, no, from a technical point of view. If you want yeah, to use I was, was going to ask about what's come
1: to the fore in the trade this week. It's not, it's not a bear market. It's not. It's no. technically
0: not a bear market. So, yeah.
1: Up. okay so maybe we should uh, change our vernacular for next week mm. <laughs> or, or not because i think you know who knows what's going to happen with this u.s jobs report tonight yeah. um we'll be paying attention to average hourly earnings We'll be paying attention to the unemployment rate. But uh, to Andrew Ticehurst, we had a good chat with him from Nomura today, mm. not paying quite as much attention to jobs created because that goes to the whole point of that we don't have enough workers to yeah. to fill the jobs that are potentially being created. So then that is a handbrake uh, on, on, I suppose, that... Um, that component of the read. So I don't think we need to go too far into depth as to what happened around the Asian region today, what it will mean for the US markets, because really it's all going to hang on that jobs report.
0: Yeah, and China was closed today too. We've yep. got the UK closed as well for, for Her Majesty. So, you know, basically we're, we're really just waiting for a, jobs data that's going to gonna drop into pretty thin markets, relatively speaking. Yeah. We're going to have to see how they respond. But, you know, for me on, on that sort of point, I just sort of, you know, encourage everyone if they're just interested to see how macro sentiment shifting at the moment is just to go to that Fed funds uh, tool on the internet and just keep following that September meeting because it's just bouncing back and forward between the balance of probabilities of being a 25-point hike or a 50-point hike. Last week, it was 25. This week, we're working towards uh, expectations of 50. And sentiment is really just swinging on, on, on that contract at the moment. So um, that's, you know, for, like the reason you outlined before, that's what we're going to be looking for from the data. Um, how that will be reflected in market pricing will be in that sort of September futures contract.
1: Okay, hot tip from our mate, Colorado, here. Thank you for that. Um, Next week is a big one here locally as well. We've got the RBA decision on rates. Andrew Tyshurst, I'll name drop again. He is expecting a 40 basis point hike. He was one of the first on that bandwagon. And a lot of people have come around to his view, but I was surprised to see in the Reuters pool, and they do one every month, as you guys all know, um, the majority of economists still only expecting a 25 basis point hike to come through on Tuesday. So that is where we could see, uh, you know, some volatility coming into markets, particularly currency markets, obviously. Um, So that's Tuesday. Uh, Other than that, we get, uh, it's not a huge data week here locally. We do get some data out of China on Monday, which is the private read on services. So that will be really interesting considering lockdowns, promise of reopenings, partial reopenings, all the rest of it in the U.S. next week. We also get uh, the Consumer Price Index coming through on Friday. So, again, that's a big one right now. University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Report as well. Um, and I should say that we've got sort of Chinese data scattered throughout. So, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting week.
0: Yeah, and it'll be fun to, to watch what the RPA does because I think they're going to have to start to get their communications and signaling a little bit better. Hmm. And um, the markets, from what I last checked in terms of ASX cash futures, they're, they're pricing in 30 basis points of hike. So, they're kind of hedging both ways um, for a 25 or, or 40. So, there's going to be movement. So, it's a live meeting and, you know, the markets are still pricing in a cash rate at the end of the year, I believe, at around 2.5%. Yeah. So, there's a lot to digest
1: well we've got uh, a drink to be had out there (laughs) and the last call to to uh to get on air so we're gonna have to call it a day we'll call it a week we hope everybody's had a great week thank you so much for listening throughout the week hopefully watching us on osbiz.com Dot au, And uh, we very much look forward to, to speaking with you or to communicating with you at least. Um, from 8.30 a.m., we're live, ausbiz.com.au. Or, you know, if it's just the party that you love, we're happy with that. We'll record you a new COB on Monday. Have a good weekend, though, Kyle.
0: Thanks, Nadine. You too.